0: Welcome back to Elder Law Issues. I'm Robert Fleming, one of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm sitting across from one of the other partners, Elizabeth Noble Rollins Freeman and Elizabeth. Today, I want to talk about moving to Arizona. Are you moving to Arizona?
1: <laughs> no, Robert. I'm a proud third-generation Tucsonan, so I live here full-time, and that's what it looks like for the foreseeable future. But You know, we do get calls and emails and questions all the time from people who have moved to Arizona, who are spending the winters here, about whether or not the estate planning documents, maybe powers of attorney, a will, a trust, that the person established outside of Arizona is still valid, will still work in Arizona. It's a popular question. It's a great question, in fact. And so... What do you, how do you answer that question, Robert?
0: I usually say that every lawyer in the world, well, certainly in the United States, will tell any client that uh, if they move to a new state, they need to have their estate plan looked at by a lawyer in the new state. But that mostly what we mean when we say that is that if you move to a new state, your life has changed enough that you ought to talk to somebody about whether that also changes your estate plan in the most obvious kind of way. If you picked your daughter who lives near you as the personal representative of your estate and agent on your powers of attorney, and then you move to be closer to your son, well, maybe that argues for making your son your agent and your personal representative instead. Uh, Maybe you move to get away from family or to get close to family, and that changes the distributions you want. Maybe you simplified your life, sold real estate, consolidated your assets and that makes you a better or worse candidate for a living trust than you were before. There's not that much that changes from state to state about the law that requires you to update your documents, I don't think, in most cases.
1: So Robert, I think my answer changes a little bit. I agree you want to get into an attorney in the state where you're going to be spending most of your time. So if you're only spending three months a year in Arizona, we're happy to meet with you, but I'm going to tell you most of the estate planning advice you get needs to be from an attorney in the state where you spend the other nine months of the year. So I agree on that. What I will say is, Nine times out of ten, I tell people, if you are moving to a state and you will spend more than six months a year there, it is a really good reason to do new powers of attorney in that particular state where you will be spending the majority of your time. Healthcare powers of attorney, living will provisions, mental health powers of attorney, those are pretty state-specific. And the last thing we want is for you to be trying to use a power of attorney for healthcare that you created in Minnesota and find that there is something more technical in Arizona that a doctor wants to see or um, a particular reference to Arizona law that they want to see. That can really cause an issue. So I tell people most of the time, if you're going to be moving, you should probably consider doing new powers of attorney, period. That's, that's just an entry-level assumption that I make.
0: And I agree with you, Elizabeth, when I say that people probably don't have to change their documents just because they moved to a new state. Um, the big exception to that really is the powers of attorney. I, I don't know that you have to change them. Arizona, like most states, has a law that says if your document was valid when and where it was executed, it's valid in Arizona for the same purposes, to the same extent. But there's different language in the different states. You know, some people, some states talk about not healthcare agents but healthcare advocates or healthcare surrogates. In Arizona, the word surrogate has a slightly different shading, different meaning. And so, if your documents say surrogate or advocate, um, well, why why should the hospital have to try to figure out what that means under Arizona law? It's not an invalid document, but it's an unfamiliar one to, to them. So, yeah let's do new powers of attorney once you get uh, established in Arizona.
1: I do tell people too, Robert, if you have your original estate planning documents living in your old attorney's office in the state where you're moving from, go ahead and get those original documents. It's a good thing to have your originals in the state where you're spending time. That doesn't mean that you need to put them in the glove, uh, glove compartment of your motor home, but it does mean that if you've got a will that's sitting in another attorney's file in Oklahoma or Missouri or wherever you were living. It's a good idea to let that attorney know that you're moving and get the originals to your new place here in Arizona. It's just a good thing to have those originals with you.
0: And by your new place, I think you mean at your house, not at your new lawyer's office.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true, Robert. We, we should talk about originals sometime. But I do think it's important for people to keep track of their own original documents. And so that is one of the things about moving that I normally encourage a client or potential client to do. Just get, get those original documents here to Arizona, and um, that's important. I think the other thing, Robert, that we see that I want to make a mention of today is a lot of times people will start to mark up their document mm. from an – Oh, Robert, did you just have a twitch? I did.
0: I shuddered. Oh,
1: <laughs> They start to mark up their document in, in – pen or pencil um, in the state where that was created in the state where they're moving from so for instance they take their trust and they start to cross out provisions about governing law and situs situs is where the trust lives they start to make adjustments and then they bring in those documents to us and say well do i need to update them
0: you do now because you marked up the originals and we can't tell which things are valid amendments and and uh and which things are just your notes to your lawyer.
1: So please bring us those documents and ask before you start marking things up. And if you love to mark things up, then please make a photocopy and use some stickies and just refrain from marking the original document up.
0: You know, I've had more than one or two clients say that uh, they, they had a trust that they prepared in Virginia or Uh, or some other state and then they moved here and so that trust is invalid, right? Uh, No, it's still valid and if you still have a pour over will signed in Virginia that leaves everything to your trust, that's still your estate plan even though you've changed your state. I've actually been surprised at how many clients misunderstood that and thought that the, the crossing of a state line invalidated their old documents. No, they're still valid. We do want to see those documents. I agree with you, Elizabeth. They need to have the originals in their possession. They can bring them in for us to look at. I kind of like to take the original old documents so that when we've completed the changes that we do need to make, we can get get their agreement, of course, but then shred the old documents that are no longer needed because that's another problem people have, and it's exacerbated by moving, is a collection of miscellaneous papers regarding their estate planning going back 20 or 30 or 40 years, uh, and uh, and it's kind of hard to parse through it and figure out what is current. So we want to help them, and more to the point, we want to help their trustee or their personal representative or their kids figure out what the valid documents are.
1: Good point, Robert. Well, this is an area that we get a lot of questions about, and we hope that people listening today will find some clarity in in some of what we've shared. We also hope that those of you who are listening will send us your ideas for podcasts, your questions, topics, themes. We welcome your ideas. As Robert mentioned, we've been doing the podcast now a few years, and it's fun to pick up new topics and answer questions. Uh, We also like revisiting some of the favorites, so um, please send us your ideas.
0: Thanks. And uh, listen in again next week when we talk about our next elder law issue. I'm Robert Fleming, one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. The other voice you've been hearing is Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, one of the other partners. And we will have those same voices when we talk with you next week. See you then.